All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. So excited for who we're bringing on today. We've got Dano Hanfling coming on. Dano creates impact-driven online communities. He has the ability to cultivate space where people can turn to feel inspired and empowered while receiving the one thing they need most, which is community. I can't wait to dive into this topic because I agree. So Dano has helped digital marketers create communities of their own from 30,000 to 90,000 supporters, helping them take their business to that next level. Dano believes through creating impact-driven communities, businesses can serve their audience to their full potential and create the tribe of raving fans they themselves have always needed. So I cannot wait to bring him on. Let's cue that intro clip and then we'll get started. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, Dana, welcome to the stream. Hey, glad to be here. Yes, I'm so, so, so excited to have you on to talk about all things communities. So I want to start with the question I ask everybody, which is what this podcast was founded on, which is, do you think that there's a difference between being a solopreneur and being a business owner? And if so, what is that difference? Oh, my goodness. Um, So there absolutely is. And I'm sure everybody has their own um, description of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, me, I've heard them all. I've heard them all. <laughs> well, I hope to bring a little different taste to it. Um, the way that I envision solopreneurs is, you know, somebody who's more working in the business and they kind of got their hands tied with all the daily tasks. Sometimes, you know, they're doing one task to one task to one task without, you know, much, you know, completion, you know, is, is yeah. kind of a kind of a trend. Um, but it really comes to just being in the business, doing it yourself. Now, business owner works on the business, and they're able to leverage whether it be systems, automations, or even delegation to other people, maybe their team members, that they're able to then leverage and make the business thrive. Oh, I love that definition. Super clear cut in terms of what it means to be solopreneur and business owner. So I would love to hear your journey through this whole process of being an entrepreneur. It's different for every person. So I would love to hear what kind of was the beginning of it and where you are now. Sure, sure. So uh, my journey, it's a bit unconventional, as I'm sure everybody is in their own way. But <laughs> right. um but, you know, I'll, I'll start early on as a kid. So, you know, early on as a kid, my uh, whole family dynamic was was not very solid. OK, to, to say that I had a family foundation, um, th- there was no family foundation. You know, my yeah. parents divorced when I was two um, all throughout, you know, school and grade school up until college. Never really had a lot of friends. You know, I, I come from this this growing up where, you know, like going back and forth from house to house, like truly living a different life, you know, moms this weekend, dads that weekend, um, into school, that energy transferred there too. So, you know, like from friend group to friend group to friend group, I really didn't have a lot of solid friends. Um, And, uh, and I was a bit of a troublemaker to say the least. (laughs) Um, Now uh, into college, like going into college, um, it was at that point that that I was more self-aware 
yeah. more self-aware of things that were going on in my childhood, things that I could uh, control and things that were kind of out of my control. And it right. was then that, that I, um, you know, when I got into college, partying just became a thing. Right. And so I found that uh, I found that I guess that is a crutch where I started going to parties, you know, like five, six, seven parties in a single night, party, Whoa. hopping, party, hopping, party, hopping. And um I, at that point, you know, it's, you can always see it later after the fact, but at that point I thought that, you know, going to parties is where you get friends and hooking up with girls and like, that's living and that's the epitome of life. Well, you know, I, I was wrong and I realized that now, but, uh, but that was actually a wonderful transition into uh, what I then found. And then I then found, um, and, and people are going to laugh at this, but it's so true. I found, um, nightclubs i found nightclubs okay and so i remember very distinctively i was 21 years old and i go to this nightclub in downtown seattle and i hop in and there's there's music there's girls dancing on stage there's like everyone's just lively right but coming into this after like the whole party phase and all um i fell in love with the nightclub but not for the reason that most would think you know most think like oh yeah you know it's it's a party like alcohol and and you know bartenders and everything and uh it, it wasn't that that really drew me in it was community i found a sense of community here in this nightclub where people could um you know come people were coming like like three days a week and they would come the next week and the next week and it's like it was this it was this place where people could collect but it was all about each other and, and people knew that, you know, they were going to be there the next week. And so I got a job there. I got a job there as a promoter, as a street promoter and, uh, you know, just like promoting the events. But now this was long before, uh, you know, Facebook and you could, you know, select all and invite everybody to your friend. To, to right. your <laughs> this was long before that. This was back when to promote an event, you would have to actually, you know, go around street corners, plastering posters up, going into tattoo shops and coffee shops and cafes and all these things and bookstores and giving them like stacks of, um, of cards of card stock and like flyers, like flyering back in the day, using my actual Lamborghinis walking around the entire city. Of <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, but I, but I loved it because I loved what what that stood for the nightclubs and like the events that, that I, we were throwing and i love that aspect of collecting people and bringing them together that like, i i could do it all day and yeah. the fact of the matter is i w was doing it all day every day without getting paid because i had such a love for that right um long story short i worked my way you know five years from street promoter not getting paid volunteer all the way up to marketing director of the 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 mother company, the million dollar mother company, you know, going from promoting nightclubs, filling it with like 500 people, getting 200 people on my guest list every night, filling 500 people events up to upwards of like 27,000 people events every summer. Um, but uh, and then, you know, finally getting paid a, a salary because um, um, because they saw the value in me. Well, while working my way up, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just out of college. I'm like, this is the life, you know, I'm the man. And it's like, I'm bringing all these people, like filling up these events. And, you know, I filled my void what I needed at the time, what I was missing. Um, but then I found 
uh, a whole new realization for what really goes on. And, you know, that's where the politics comes in. And it's like, you know, you only see what you see through, through your lenses, through your rose colored lenses. You don't right. see what the reality is. Well, I worked my way all the way up and I got paid and it was cool. And I worked there for a couple seasons. And then uh, I saw like what really goes on. Needless to say, I felt out of alignment with, with them because our values weren't aligned. Okay. Yeah. And so left that job after you know like five some on years in this in this industry like that was my identity right yeah and and which let me just stop right there and just say that that would crush anybody to give so much time energy um so much of your life especially like when you're young you know 21 you're young um giving it to this this entity and then just to like have it taken away and be like no, maybe that's not right. It's like, you know, you know how they say, don't meet your, your heroes. Yeah. Well, well I became that. Um, and I was on my way to be my hero, but you know, fell out of alignment. My identity shattered. Yeah. And, um, and so I left them, ended up working as like a, like a uninsurance uh, business for like, like two months like in a cubicle the first time i've ever worked in a cubicle and i'm like oh my god this is this is not how this is supposed to go <laughs> um right. and then um then I started listening to podcasts just like mm-hmm. your own hair and uh, and i'd never listened to a podcast yeah. um i i you know come from the music industry and nightlife industry you know where like when i'm working i'm i'm going hard in the paint in my in my right. headphones and then i and then i found um podcasts and i found actually found lewis house so Ooh, I don't yeah. know if a lot of your your audience listens to Lewis Howe's School of Greatness, uh, not affiliated, but that's the one that I found that truly changed my life. Yeah, really showed me, um, you know, like entrepreneurship. And I had never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I had never dreamed of. Um, but uh, but I told myself it was right then and there working in this cubicle. I still remember I had sticky notes all over my computer. Like everyone's cubicles all nice. I got pictures <laughs> of kids. And I'm like, I'm listening to like 10 podcasts a day, every single day while doing this. And I got like ideas and sticky notes going all around sticky notes, orange, blue, green, those bright it. highlighter sticky notes. Yep. Right. So, uh, and so, um, so I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug <laughs> right away. Right. Um, but, but I told myself that um, I would create a community for people that they deserve and I wouldn't do wrong to people. Mm-hmm. And, and I said that to myself because early on, even before the whole nightclub thing, I, I needed that. I needed, whether you call it love, companionship, friendship, um, support, I needed that. Yeah. And I didn't know I needed that back then. And then I went out searching and seeking and uh, kind of like, grabbing for anything that I could Um, and then it was that blessing in disguise of just leaving that business and be like I'm gonna do better Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do so much better than them and so started creating Facebook groups just Facebook groups where uh, I could feed into people and I could empower them and support them and inspire them and help them see the greatness in themselves Mm -hmm. and um and I created these Facebook groups uh, for myself, for some friends. And, and it was fun. And it was fun just showing up and, you know, seeing people react and seeing people like post and like respond and then post and respond to each other. And then see myself kind of like take a step back and to see like the community thrive. Like that was the best feeling ever. 
Um, I never intended to monetize, uh, mind you. And so I did this for, um, you know, like three, four years, you know, without getting paid. Like, I mean, think about what I did back when I was a volunteer for the nightclub. Like, I was not doing all that stuff without getting paid because the mission was important to me. And so I was doing this while still working, like, three jobs for other people. Like, I was working 67, 70 hours weeks because I had to, you know, support myself. Right. um, In addition to that, I still built and ran these communities and I found ways to leverage them so that they could grow on themselves and it wasn't until the pandemic hit that like everything went to crap right right everything went downhill in Seattle like tens of thousands of businesses they were not open the next day and so and so um I found that even though like everything else is going to shit out there like my communities are still thriving and so I was able to um, turn those into like little mini agencies where mm. my communities are, are building. Like I'm generating all this data. Like I'm sure you got a bunch of data-driven heads in your, in your audience too. But yeah, I was able to not only cultivate space where people could feel empowered, inspired, uh, loved, truly loved. But, you know, I, I believe there's an art and a science to everything. That being the art, you know, contrary wise, I was able to dig into the science and like automate and leverage and turn, you know, community people into names, emails, phone numbers, addresses, birthdays, like generate all this information yeah. and valuable information for businesses. Now, I'm not here selling data by any means, but I'm Mm -hmm. bringing on clients, bringing on partners, and I have all this data I'm sitting in that I can promote and, you know, even work around Facebook to reach those people Mm -hmm. so that my partners and my clients are getting paid. I'm getting paid, but we're also simultaneously serving the people. We created this entire living, breathing ecosystem that the people in the groups, they continue to thrive. The members are thriving. Because they have each other, but the my clients and my partners, and you know, on the business side, they're serving the people, but they're serving them so that the people who feel served want to be served. And we 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 created this again, this breathing, living ecosystem that everything is intertwined and connected. Mm. And and I'm like okay, I can't I can make some serious money doing this. Like I'm making money for myself. Yeah. Teach people how to do this as well. And so that's what I'm kind of doing right now. That's what you're doing now. Okay. So what does, what does your current business look like and how have you kind of embodied that definition of being a business owner um, within your own business? Yeah. So um, actually just recently, um, you know, we, we bring on new, I call them my mod squad. Mm-hmm. They're my, the people underneath me who, yeah. uh, who really run the day to day for, you know, the Facebook group. Right. Um, we have, aside from myself, we have 26 other people that are, um, kind of under me and they're doing their own thing, you know, under myself, we have like a team of leads and under them, nice. we have a team of veteran mods. Then under them, we have our new mods we brought on. So we got this huge team. Um, and the beautiful thing is they are truly amazing souls, truly yeah. amazing souls. And they embody everything that I stand for, for my values. And they, I feed into them and they feed into our community members. Right. Um, but the cool thing is, is like we have such a powerful mission around our community that all of them, they're volunteer. They don't wow. get paid. 
these people, they show up out of the kindness of their hearts. And this wasn't something that like, I, you know, like it, it's not something that I held back or that they never asked. It was just, there was no discussion about it. We've created a culture that people want to be part of a greater mission. And yeah. so that's kind of what I help, you know, my car- partners and my clients do the same for themselves to create such a strong mission that w- people want to be a part of it. Right. But, you know, needless to say, like back then I was doing it all myself, especially working yeah. like, you know, three other businesses and doing that. But until like, I actually understood everything. No, back then I was kind of just bobbing around being like, okay, let's see what works. Throwing spaghetti at the wall. That's falling down. That's sticking, you know, kind of seeing what works. But um, over time I was able to create processes and systems that I'm able to um, really take a handle on it. And then, you know, I went from being more of a solopreneur to a a business owner. And then, you know, now I'm able to, you know, if things come up, you know, able to, um, to automate them able to delegate them or completely eliminate them if you know if they're taking up too much time and space right okay this is this is awesome so i want to dive into your expert expertise of communities um Mm -hmm. and how does somebody start to build a community where people want to be there they want to engage you don't have to pull teeth and always Mm -hmm. use the at everyone tag and try and get people to you know comment all the things how does somebody like that start to really create a thriving community? And what would you say are some of those first steps that they could take? For the first thing that you need to realize, it's it's not about you. Okay. I'm going to say right now, and, and I'm probably going to make some people shake their head right now. Okay? <laughs> but I'm spitting truth. I'm spitting Dano truth. <laughs> um, there are 10 million plus Facebook group that, groups that are active right now. There's 3 billion people active on the platform. There's yeah. roughly 10 million active Facebook groups. That's crazy. What does it what does it mean to have an active Facebook group? To be group an versus- active group, it means that it is um, that there is engagement, there are impressions. Now, okay. whether they come from the members or the group admin themselves, and some group admins don't allow groups members to post or engage, but just the the group admins do, which uh, I, I, I don't completely agree with because um, then man, then you're just creating, you know, like a billboard. I call it a billboard Facebook group. You know, when you're driving, when you're driving and you see this huge billboard on the highway and maybe for you, maybe you, you see like this, this brand new, like, like, like watch that is just shining out at you. And you're like, I want that watch. I want that watch. I want to know what it's made of. I want to know how I can get it, how I can get in contact, but oh, I well, the billboard and went that way. Gone. The billboard's gone. Yeah. Rather than rather than that, wouldn't it be nice to actually have a discussion and be like, hey, that thing that I see right now, I want like how much is it? Okay, can I, can I, you know, can I get it for my, you know, the holiday or this holiday special? Like having a conversation, asking more questions about it. Um, or even sharing your own experiences. Like, I want right. that watch because, you know, my grandma had a watch that looked just like that and she passed, and you know, she had this beautiful watch and now it's gone forever, blah, blah, blah. Um right. and and then it creates more emotion, then it creates a connection. Too many people create content whether it be you know instagram youtube um facebook groups that are locked they don't allow facebook their 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 people to engage with them but Mm -hmm. they will um create what i call as a billboard group like you're putting out content but you're not allowing it to to come to you it's it's like it's a monologue it's not a dialogue Mm -hmm. 
Now, now on, on the other side, thriving communities are communities that allow everybody to share their experience, everybody to share um, their, their thoughts on the matter, um, things they want, ask questions, again, share from their own experiences. That's how you create thriving communities. Now, yeah. I want to step into that question because um, like, I kind of prefaced into your question was like, what is the first step to do that? Yeah. The first step is to know it's not about you. It's yeah. never about you. It's not about you. It's not about your product. It's not about your service. It's not about you. And I'm going to make people mad. People, there again, there's like 10 million Facebook groups right now. Um, 90% of those are not business related. And I like, and I would say not even impact related. They're those meme groups. They're, they're groups like fan-made groups, Batman fan-made groups. I mean, I love Batman. But yeah. uh, but there, there's no real impact to be made. 90% yeah. of groups are not impact driven. And out of those remaining 10%, those remaining 10% that actually are entrepreneurship related, 90% of those don't run them the right way. They run it for their product. They create a group to sell a product. Right. And sure, you're going to get a couple of sales, but you're not going to make the impact that you could make. And you're not even going to make remotely the amount of money that you could potentially make if you make it about them. So the first thing I would say to your audience is make it about your people. Make yeah. it absolutely about your people. Create a mission that is so powerful, so powerful that you could put your hands out and you can close your eyes and you can feel it when you can just mm. feel, it, feel the weight of it and know that it's not about you, that it's going to impact not just yourself, not just your team members, but, and not even just the members in your group, but it's going to just knock dominoes down and every single person in your group, it's going to impact their audience and their audience mm. and their audience. And you can, you know, getting into the art and science, getting into the science, you can leverage that of course, but think about the art, your mission and your greater purpose needs to be so powerful. And when you can create a mission about other people and for maybe what you needed five, six, 10 years back, create whatever is under your expertise, create a mission and a group towards what you needed back then because that's yeah. what your people need most. And so don't right. create it about the surface level thing. So like sales, for example, because I know we got a lot of entrepreneurs here. If you're yeah. creating a group and you're an expert in sales, if your zone of genius is sales, then you better go all in on that. But it's not all about sales on the surface. It's about what sales can do for people. If you help mm. somebody, you know, um, get better at sales, that's not why they want you. They want to get better at sales so that they could create their own business. But it's not only about that. They want to create their own business so they can be a business owner, not work in the business, work on the business. And then uh, they can um, have it run for, for them, whether it's automatically or staff, so they can yeah. get themselves out of the situation. So you're really empowering people with the skills of sales to give them more time with their family. So when you yeah. create a community around a, around a mission that it's like, sure, I'm teaching you sales, but what I'm really enabling you to do is create the life that you truly deserve for the people you truly love and mm -hmm. to go live the life that you've always wanted. And when you can connect the dots and serve the people who are in your community or even prospecting to be in your community and you could talk to them and you could serve them as if you've already given them the thing that they truly want, the thing they don't know they want, but giving yeah. them it, that's how you create long lasting culture. Wow. Okay. I love that. So what do some of those like 
tactical steps that you recommend people do? Like, should they post a lot? How do they make it about the people um, and really make it something? It sounds like setting up the, the group to have that solid foundation of a mission. But how is that actually translated in the day to day posting of content? Absolutely. So I'm not here to say that you can flip a switch and everything's <laughs> just going to happen because as entrepreneurs, we know that it's not that normal. that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. OK, so so there's no magic pill. OK, there's no magic pill. But the cool thing is, is when you um, when you make posts, you know, I recommend make, making, you know, to hit in that three posts a day. Like you don't, yeah. you really do not, in your own group, you don't need to hit three posts a day, more than yeah. that. But if you're hitting three posts a day, one in the morning to inspire, one in the afternoon to give value, one in the evening to, to, um, to provide more, more um, inspirational content to the next day and overall, yeah. um, you're going to be fine. And the cool thing about being an admin of your Facebook group is that you can schedule posts out. So you can time batch, uh, content batch on a Sunday, you know, do three posts, do 15 posts within like an hour or two. If it takes you like two hours of deep work, get it out, schedule it out. The cool thing is those 10, uh, 15 posts, you can recycle and you can post on your wall, on your business page and other people's groups. As long as you're not spamming, never spam, never self-promote. But um, um, when you do that and you create prompts and you are creating not just value, like value-driven value posts are incredible for sharing your expertise but at first it's not about demonstrating your authority necessarily but it's about creating space for your members to thrive sometimes being the facebook group admin is not about you being the expert 100% of the time but by you taking a step back and allow your members to be experts in their own way and when you can create a culture of your members thriving and being themselves and you can support them and feed into them of course you can leverage that down the way we just did a campaign we got like 200 new members joining in yesterday from this campaign we did beginning of the month like you can leverage that but before you do the tactical strategy stuff to leverage, you need to show up and feed into your people. So make posts, but make posts that are not only demonstrating your own value, but that are giving your members space so that they can, you know, one, feel that this is okay, that I can feel safe, I can be vulnerable, I can feel supported, um, but also planting seeds into their minds so that they can foresee themselves okay, when I have that dream house, when I have that dream job, when I have that dream vacation, when I am living my dream life, you are pouring into that. And now you're creating this community that they're already thinking about what they want five, 10 years down the way. You can help them get that in three with your expertise. Now, again, that's kind of getting more into the art, but it's really all art. It's really all emotion. If you're, right. people need to know one thing and one thing only, it's that people make decisions for one reason, because they feel like it. So how can you pour into mm. people and make them feel and make them feel and support your mission? Um, you do this with enough, enough love and consistency, you will be able to turn all your group members into literal brand ambassadors of you, of your brand and of your mission, and they will be your minions. And you can mm. leverage them ethically. 
Okay. Okay. Wow. I, I really appreciate that breakdown. I think that that gives a lot of insight to, especially the people listening and to myself as well, in terms of how to really create that strong community, have that foundation, but then build upon that foundation. And so that's wonderful. Um, to kind of finish up the podcast for today, I know you have a special gift for the audience. So I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit. Um, and also tell people where they can find you if they're looking for help on this side of things in order to, to figure out how to grow their community communities, if they don't have one and they want to build it, or if they already have one, it's kind of dead at the moment, where can they go to find you um, and about that special gift? Absolutely. So I've been tuning into a bunch of your episodes and I absolutely love your podcast. Um, and, uh, and I, and I know if I love it, I know that your, your audience are going to be in the same state. Um, and I would love to absolutely support them. So first off, if, if anybody listening to this, if you have a community, um, and you and you're kind of seeing it kind of stagnant, or you're seeing it getting some engagement, and you want to see it really thrive. Um, or if you don't have a community, and you know maybe you have thought about it, but it kind of seems like a little cumbersome, or maybe a little like hectic, stressful. At least it seems. I want to make your lives so much easier and let you know that um, that you can absolutely do it. And so I want to um, share my community where I deliver so much free value to to just help people. I, I, I help people and kind of give them, you know, the first one or two or three steps that they need to do so that they can then, um, you know, create the community around their mission. Um, so I do have a Facebook group. If you guys are on Facebook, it's um, called Greater Impact Community. Obviously, it's all impact driven. Um, Greater Impact Community is the uh, the name. Feel free to to join. It's a it's a private group, but it's free for you guys if you want to come right in. Um, there's guides. There's free trainings every week about it. But if you are finding that you need maybe a little bit of extra help or a little bit of guidance, or you need some maybe direction or even help getting a little bit more clarity on what is my mission and you know how. Okay, I know the steps, but like like what do I do next? Um, for your audience, I would love to offer a, you know, a free call one-on-one -on -one where, you know, I'll see what you have going on. You can share everything that you got and we can get a little bit more clarity together and I can help you take maybe that fourth, fifth and sixth step so that you, you have direction because it's really all about direction. I'm sure you have people all the time saying, you know, uh, you need direction in your business. It's like yeah. you know, driving a car blindfolded. You can't do it. Right? It's right. true. You need direction. And sometimes you need to have a conversation with someone who's already done it. And so I would like to offer, it's totally free. Like if you want to jump on a call, I can see what you have going on and I can help give you that direction. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. I truly appreciate it. We will have everything linked in the show notes and description so that people can access those easily. Um, but before we finish up, is there anything else you want to add? I truly appreciate your time. Oh my, this was so much fun. Um, just that, you know, I do open up my, um, I do open up my group um, and, and like space, like my DMs, it's a hit or a miss. Like, I, like I'll, I'll say that right now, if you reach out to me um, and I don't respond just because working on the business in some other aspect but uh but feel free you know just reach out to me um dano hanfling there's like a personal page and a business page but follow my personal page that's where i put out like a lot of the a lot of the juice right yeah. so um so yeah just add me as a friend follow me and i'd be happy to support you any way i can Amazing. Thank you so, so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. Um, let's go ahead and cue that outro clip. 
Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.